Bruce Johnson, president and founder of Biscalers, and today I want to talk to you about how you can steal Steve Jobs' playbook to innovate your next new thing. How do you steal Steve Jobs' playbook for your next new thing? Now, one of the great challenges for anyone who's trying to scale up their company or trying to grow their company rapidly is that they're always trying to figure out how do I differentiate what I'm doing from all the other competitors so I'm not just a commodity play. So how do you differentiate what you do from all your other competitors so that your customers and prospects will say, I want you over everyone else? That's a really difficult question to answer. One of the ways to do that is by choosing to innovate what you're doing and come up with something that other people aren't doing so everyone in your industry, everyone in your marketplace was going to say, I want you. So how do you do that? Well, there are two primary ways. The one way that most people think about innovation is by doing market research. Now, I have nothing against market research. I have nothing against customer development. Uh, talking to customers and asking about what they like, what they don't like, what they're frustrated by, what they wish they have, all those things are great questions to ask. But in general, you can usually only get incremental improvements from those kinds of conversations because in general, most people don't know what they don't know. So if they've never experienced something, if you suggest an idea, they just don't understand what that's gonna be like until they can actually touch it or experience it or see it. So it's really hard to do great innovative work by asking customers what they really want. Now this is the primary way most people think about innovation. The second way is the way Steve Jobs did it, and I want to encourage you to think about the way he did it, which is very different. As you probably know, Steve was not into market research. Instead, they would look at the trends from other businesses. Did you catch that? That's a big key there. They didn't look at customers, they looked at other businesses. What Steve Jobs would say is that they would watch trends, and they would see if a trend was starting to take off, and once they started to see it take off, they would jump on early to a trend and then innovate and come up with a better version of that thing. In other words, other companies did the hard work and then they would innovate as it was just starting to gain traction. Now, this makes complete sense if you think about it, right? Because if you're the first person to try to do something, it's really hard to get a bunch of people to say yes to it. Why not let other people do all that hard work and then once you start to see it start to gain traction, come in and say, you know what? I wanna be one of the first people in I want to be early in and I want to make sure that we're going to come up with a better version so that we can dominate this market before it becomes big. So if you remember the innovation grid, right, it, the curve, it goes like this and it's really long and slow and then it starts to turn up and then just when it starts to turn up, that's where you want to be because if you wait until it's here, everyone wants to jump in at this point and now again, it's a commodity play. But if you're early in, then you can really own that market. That's innovation by basing on what businesses are doing that are innovating and starting to gain traction. That's where you want to look. Now think about it this way. Almost everyone who's listening probably is familiar with the iPod. Now, many people think the iPod was the first MP3 player. It wasn't, not even close. The first MP3 player was actually created in the early 90s. Unfortunately, it was unsuccessful. A couple years later, in 1997, the first profitable, successful MP3 player was created. Again, several years before Apple actually came and got involved in the iPod business. It wasn't until 2001 that the iPod was invented. Now think about it this way. If you went to somebody in, let's say, the year 2000 or 1999 and said, do you need a thousand songs in your pocket? My guess is most people say, what do you mean a thousand songs? No one needs a thousand songs. You can only listen to one song at a time. Anyways, my CD player here, which works great and it's really cheap, plays 13 songs. I can't listen to 13 at the same time. I'm happy. A thousand songs, that's like, you know, 80 CDs. Like, what would I have to carry around for a thousand? No way, not interested because they hadn't experienced it yet. 
So Apple didn't innovate. They just saw that the market was starting to take off. Now, the reason the MP3 player was taking off is because the internet allowed people to start downloading songs illegally. And so now people were downloading music. They needed a place to store that. And Apple saw this trend. And as it started to take off, they came up with a better place to get songs that was actually legal. And they came up with a better MP3 player. Interestingly, if you go back, in January they introduced iTunes so that people could now legally download songs. And then they kind of seeded the track, because now that you start downloading, now what do you need? You need an MP3 player. And so, you know, I think eight or nine months later, then the iPod came out. Now you had an MP3 player that you needed, because now you had all these songs you wanted to listen to. Now you needed a thousand songs in your pocket. So innovation rarely happens because you're talking to customers about what they want, because they don't know what they don't know. Instead, you look at other businesses, start watching trends, and you catch the trend early. That's the Steve Jobs playbook. So if you're trying to think about how you can innovate your next new thing in your company, what I would encourage you to do is, number one, start paying attention to the people on the fringes of your industry. Find out who are the two guys in a garage who are coming up with some new ideas and starting to gain traction. Number two, look at some other industries, right? It's always worth paying attention to other industries because some of the best innovative ideas come by taking something from another industry and bringing it into your industry before anyone else has. Again, you're differentiating and positioning yourself to be an innovative company in your industry in a market. Then thirdly, once you look at all those trends, then you have to decide which ones am I going to commit to? And that's where you have to trust your gut, that you know your customers even better than your customers know themselves. And so you look at those trends and then you have to trust your gut, kind of like Steve did, and say, you know, I think this is a trend and I think it's going to be big. And by the way, not only do you think, should you think about do they want it, but you know, do I think this is going to be big? Could this someday produce, let's say 10, 15, 20 or more percent of our actual total revenue? And if you think it's a big deal, then you want to invest big in it. But before you do that, you want to innovate and come up with, let's say, your minimally viable product and then get that in the hands of some of your customers and find out, do they actually like it or not? And then if they do, then you can make the big investment and really innovate this next new thing that will differentiate and position you to be the innovator in your market space. So you can either do it the way most people do it or you can do it the Steve Jobs way. I think the Steve Jobs way is a better way. So start looking at other companies and find the trend and jump on early and then make a better version of whatever that thing is that's starting to gain traction before everyone else starts saying, we've got to do that. That's the Steve Jobs way and you can do it. So hopefully this was helpful and you enjoyed it. If you did, I encourage you to pass this along to some other business owners and entrepreneurs you know. In addition, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. And uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes or some other uh, system for your podcast, subscribe there. Because my commitment and our commitment to you here at Biscalers is that week in and week out, we're going to come up with new information to help you build a more scalable and profitable business. And if you have any questions for me, you can just go to our website at biscalers.com. And until our next episode, till next week, to your Accelerate Success, Bruce out.